Welcome to the Strange Harbors Podcast, a weekly discussion of all things film and television. Feels weird to say that. Following our wrap-up of the Hannibal Files, uh, I just wanted to welcome everyone to a brand new season, returning to our general coverage as we talk about new and old films, television, streaming, what's been going on in these strange and wild times that we're living in. Um, tonight, I'm joined by... Amir Ture. And Derek Wong. Yeah, so we were going to spend the season premiere easing back into things, talking about some of the movies and series that we've been watching while we've been covering Brian Fuller's Hannibal. But our plans got derailed a bit when the huge news bombshell dropped on Thursday about Warner Brothers and HBO Max and what's going on for their 2021 schedule. Um, if you guys didn't hear, HBO Max and Warner Brothers, they're going to put every single theatrical release onto HBO Max concurrently with the theatrical release. Um, so... I mean, the only way you can describe this as like a paradigm shift, right? This thing is, this is some of the craziest industry news that we've had probably in the last couple of decades. This this is insane. I mean, when did you guys hear about this? Did you guys hear about this like as it was happening or uh, did you find out about it later? I think I was browsing some sites or looking on Twitter. I can't remember if it was Twitter or sites that I was browsing, but... All of a sudden, I just see HBO is going to release their entire slate, not just Wonder Woman 1984, but their entire mm-hmm. slate for 2021 uh, simultaneously on you know HBO Max and in theaters. I didn't tweet it out, but I sent it out to friends that I know like are big in movies, and uh, we you know took us all aback for a second. People who are like movie people, like you tell them, they're like, okay, so what? But this is like huge. I feel and and I I was like preparing myself because i'm like always on twitter i'm on like film twitter and all that stuff and a bunch of like people on the inside they're like oh i guess like the news was embargoed they couldn't talk about it until like the first reports came out because like oh just wait like 20 minutes it's gonna be a fucking shit show in here and i always find that kind of stuff really obnoxious because like just fucking tell me what it is right and the people are like oh this is gonna like change things forever um but wait so, wait, so like, who, who are these who are these people just people on Twitter. Um, that new before like industry. Yeah, yeah. So I, oh. I'm sure they have like inside knowledge or something. But like. Yeah, I guess because they have to write the actual news reports and the articles and everything on it. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to drop Black Widow on uh, Disney Plus. But <laughs> little, little do they know. Significantly different. Yeah. I've been secretly, less than secretly, uh, jabbing at Disney a little just because, you know, they went the whole premiere access route, you know, and stole $30 mm. from me. Uh, <laughs> <They> stole <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just like, well, WB's doing this and I'm going to get to watch all these great movies. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Like, can you even imagine that they're still going to try to do that to us? I don't think so. 
What about you, Amir? When, when did you... Um, I think I heard about it from you, probably. Oh, really? When, when I texted I you guys to change so. the subject yeah, of our... Yeah, you texted me, yeah. <laughs> and, I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, what? And so, um, yeah, then I went and kind of looked into it, and it's... Uh, it's pretty insane. It feels... Alright, so, it's like a huge paradigm shift, but does it feel a little late to you? Like, I feel as if, I don't know, maybe this would have been a better move six months ago like like if you like if you do this six months ago isn't it truly visionary whereas like if you're doing it now i don't know i'm just thinking like in terms of optimism crossing my fingers but like hey maybe we're gonna have a corona vaccine out maybe movie theaters are gonna open again like not to say that it's still not a good move but with like a vaccine on the horizon it seems like a little overkill in doing this but like yeah but who knows? I I don't know. I still think it's a smart move. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, there's so many moving parts to this. Like, I don't even know, like, how to even begin talking about it because... Well, actually, maybe we should begin real quick, Jeff, by giving a little bit more detail, I guess, what's going to be happening, right? Because all these movies, they're going to be released in theaters, wherever theaters are open, and mm-hmm. on HBO Max simultaneously on, on the day it premieres. And that it's actually only going to live on HBO Max for a month, I believe, right? Before mm. it gets pulled and it only will exist in theaters. And I'm guessing we'll go to VOD and then uh, right, you know, right, right. streaming slash DVD slash Blu-ray or whatever, right? So, I mean, it's not going to live on HBO Max forever. I'm guessing a lot of these movies, when they do become streaming or go to streaming, they'll probably will go to HBO Max because I'm guessing they have some kind of deal or they might mm-hmm. have some kind of deal. But, I mean, it's still a big deal, right? Because if you think about oh, yeah, theater, 100%. the first month of revenue is usually the biggest for any movie. So I, I still have to ask myself, like, if I have the chance to go to a theater, will I still go to a theater knowing full well that it's going to be on HBO Max and I can watch it from the comforts of my own home? Right, That's right. That's question, right? Especially for Matrix 4, you know, which is pretty much over a year from now, from today, right? Because it, mm-hmm. it's slated to come out in December of 2021. You know, our fingers crossed, very hopeful that in a year, you know, everything will be good and, you know, we can go back to theaters. But this could be a paradigm shift, right? Because you're giving the person the option to not go to a theater instead, watching right. Max. So, like, here's the thing. Like, movie theaters have been in trouble for a very, very long time before even coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is where this this industry has been headed for a very, very long time. And I think... COVID is just like the explosive accelerant on on this seismic change in the industry, right? I think movie theaters, like the the corporations, they're they're upset about it. But like here's the thing, they've lost their leverage, right? Oh, because yeah. they're closed. So I would love to support movie theaters. I wanna go to movie theaters to watch these movies, but like I can't. It's not safe to go. And the only leverage they used to have was their exclusivity window. Um, before things came to VOD. But now that all the theaters are closed, they don't have any leverage. So now these studios have to find another way to get these movies out. They're not going to wait around for the theaters to to open back up to have like all these big blockbuster movies and like even indie movies just sitting on the shelves collecting dust, right? And I think I think this is smart. So like with Wonder Woman 1984, they've already, like... Which comes out next week. That's insane. Like, Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I mean, it was supposed to come out over the summer already, but, the like... The summer, right. Exactly. Yeah, but but I don't know. That's that's crazy to me. And then 
So, like, they've already prepared. Like, they've nixed the free trial on HBO Max. So, like, oh, you can't yeah, get the free I didn't even know yeah. that. I saw like, that. You yeah. can't get the free trial anymore. I mean, it, it makes sense. You you don't want people to, like, just get the free trial and then... Oh, like, uh, near the end of next year and watch yeah, all the Yeah, cancel movies. right away just so they can watch one movie, right? So, that, that makes sense. And I don't know. But, like, the big question is, like, do you think movie theaters are dead? Do you think this kills the movie theater? I think that's the question everyone's asking. I don't think so. I mean, I guess in the sense that if this is the start of it, then maybe it is. Yeah, this is like the, the beginning of the end. If this becomes the primer for like Disney, right, to then release their stuff on Disney Plus, and then it's uh, Paramount, I think, that works with NBC, right, that they start releasing their stuff on Peacock, right? Like, mm-hmm. it can be this like you said, this lighter, right? The lighting, the fuse to eventually detonate. I mean, yeah. So if this is a start, you could see this kind of steamrolling to other, you know, production companies figuring out like, well, we are tied with this streaming service or we have our own streaming service. So let's, let's see if this works for HBO and Warner brothers, then yeah, definitely. We can definitely see this maybe being the end of theaters, which is a sad thing to say. I have, like, I don't know. I predict that this actually might be healthier for the industry, including theaters. Because, like, remember, like, smaller independent releases, they don't have big studio backing, right? So sometimes these studios are just, like, on their own. They're independent studios. They're not, like, Warner Brothers or Sony or Disney. They don't have uh, the option of going onto a streaming platform right away, right? So... Maybe the movie theaters are going to be showing those movies more instead of like the tent poles. That might be good. Like, when was the last time you went to a movie theater? It was like, oh, I don't know what this is. I might go check it out. Right? That's that right, hasn't yeah. happened in like decades. So this might like push more independent movies to be picked up by like like the theater chains, you know? Um, and that might be that might be interesting. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I mean, um, I guess those independent movies are going to need a home now. Because right, exactly. Small, all the small exactly. movie theaters that used to show them died during Corona, so right, I guess, right, right. You know, they're they're going to need an alternate home, and then the theaters are going to need something to show because now they've lost their exclusivity. So, yeah, Oof, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think that going to a movie theater serves a different purpose for me than curling up on the couch and watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. two, even though it's quote unquote the same activity, it's two different things, right? Like, it's I don't know, like. So going to movie theater is still going out, right? It's still, yeah. you know, yeah, you yeah, go yeah. out, you leave your house to go do something. Maybe you do it with people. Like, hey, all right, let's go grab dinner and then we'll see a movie after. Or maybe you go on a date or, like, you want to, I don't know, you know uh, meet up with your parents and go see a movie. I don't know. It's just, it's a very different from, like, I'm going to curl up on my couch and, you know, watch it. Yeah. And then, like, you know, you mentioned The Matrix 4, Derek. Like, I don't know. I don't want to see that shit for the first time at at home on my TV, like... Oh, God that. forbid your fucking iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, like... Yeah, you want to see that on the big screen. Can you imagine how mad Christopher Nolan would be if, like, he watches <laughs> the movie on the iPhone? Christopher Nolan had some inside knowledge, right? He was like, I think this deal's coming. I better hurry up and get this in theaters before it, get this it just here, gets yeah. put on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree. I love the movie-going experience. Like, I miss it. I still miss it now you know like i miss going to a theater i want to go to a theater to watch movies yeah but it's the same thing i don't feel safe like it still doesn't feel safe to me so like even if it opened today or open tomorrow like i don't know if i would go but i mean this is crazy like 
every single release for Warner Brothers is going to be on HBO Max next year. That's that's just crazy to me. And I think this is like bold for Warner Brothers and HBO in like a couple of different ways too. Um, it's also kind of changing like the streaming model, right? Because I think before with like Netflix and HBO Max before this and Hulu and things like that, um, I want to say like the business model has been like backwards looking where now this is like a forward thinking business model, if you know what I mean. Uh, like say you get Netflix, you get Netflix and they have stuff like House of Cards and Stranger Things and like original programming like that. But like a lot of the people stay subscribed to Netflix because of their library, right? Because like they right. want to watch stuff like The Office and Friends and like all the comfort shows that like really ring your nostalgia bell or whatever, you know? So like they have that deep library. Like you you the new stuff gets you in the door, but like the old stuff gets you to stay, stay subscribed. But I think this is a new kind of way of doing things where they get you to subscribe for the new things that are coming instead of the deep library of things, right? Wonder Woman comes out and then say if that was the only thing that come out, I was like, oh, well, that's like I'll a one-time thing. Right. I'll but just unsubscribe. Not going to but now like because... the Matrix 4 is coming out next year and like you don't know what's going to happen with coronavirus. Like the vaccine's coming out, but like the rollout's going to be slow or like who knows who knows what's going to happen. There's so much uncertainty, right? There's just so many things coming out that, that can keep you subscribed and it's like kind of forward-looking instead of falling back onto like old favorites that you want to stream on the couch, right? So... Um, it's, and it's the idea, and like, yeah, and then the idea that it's only there for a month, it's like you can't mm-hmm. just be like, oh, I'll wait until the Matrix 4 and then I'll watch all of them, right? Yeah, I'll you can't until, do that. Right, and right, you can't right, do right. that, right? If you want to if you wanna keep watching these movies, you basically have to stay subscribed. Rather than having this constant library, it's this library that keeps changing month to month to month mm-hmm. now for yeah, at least 2021. So that is a little smart plan. I mean, it's, it's less about, I guess, in a sense, about the consumer in that regard, but yeah. <laughs> You know, what's tied to this particular big news was the big news a couple of weeks ago when, you know, it was announced that Wonder Woman 1984 was going to be released on HBO Max simultaneous with theaters, right? That was like the first stone to drop. And then all of a sudden we got like 15 more movies that were going to come out in, in 2021. Yeah. I mean, before we get into like the actual movies, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, I mean, it makes sense for Disney Plus to charge 30 bucks for Mulan. Um, cause that way you're still making money, but like, how do these movies make any money? They're like 200, $300 million movies and you're not charging people for it. And like, it's only like the subscription to HBO max and people are wondering like how they're going to make money. But like, I feel like people are overestimating how often people go to the movies. Like, wait, so how much is the HBO max subscription? First of all, it's what? $16 a month. It's like sixteen dollars a month. It's like fifteen, I think. Fifteen, fifteen, fifteen ninety nine. I think something like, like that. Something like that. Okay, yeah. and like how many? How many movies are there? It's less than two a month, right? There's about That's, a movie a month. About a yeah, movie. right. Okay, so it's less than two a month, right? So the I mean, average. How much is the cost of a movie American, ticket, right? Like you're that, breaking your. I mean, it's it seems about right ballpark. I'm just. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I know what you're getting with Jeff. So, how how much does the average American usually go to a theater? Right, like if you think it's about less it. than five times a year. I mean, wow. we're in we're in the very very rarefied air where we go. Like, I mean, I go during normal non pandemic times. I try to go like two three times a month. Right, 
And I don't know, this this makes sense. And also, they don't have to split the the box office take with the theaters. So, like, yeah. it makes sense for them. It, and HBO Max, they're the first to do it. They're gonna, they're breaking the new ground. They're in the growth phase. So, like, this is definitely going to grow their subscribers. And, like, oh yeah, a huge... I mean, they're going to get one from like, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, no. Yeah. I mean, they are. Like, yeah. I, I mean... I'm going to go see the Matrix 4 in theaters, and then I'm, and then if it's any good, I'll probably come home and watch it on HBO Max, like, the next week. That's you know true. I mean? yeah. like, like, you don't yeah. have to go don't to the theater to re-watch Yeah, like, I won't necessarily, maybe that. I won't go do the rewatch in theaters unless it's truly spectacular, but, like, you know, there is a niche for, like, good enough to rewatch, but not good enough for me to want to go to the theater again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, that would be perfect for something. But then it also, like, you know, there's. I'm looking at this list. There are some movies that I don't know if I would have ever watched, but maybe I will exactly. now because like, are you it's rushing out? To, on... Are you rushing out to see Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat? I mean, I would have rushed out to see Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but like, all right. I mean, since we're talking about it, that's insane to me. Mortal Kombat comes out next month, and I know like zero things about. I've never. I didn't know it was happening until I heard that it was coming out on HBO Max. I mean, I knew it was coming, but, like, I knew they were, like, casting people. I knew they were filming. But, like, it's done and, like, in the bag and it's ready to go. That's crazy. Wait, it's coming out next no- month? It's January 15th. That's that's in a little over a month. What? It's really? their first I release. It's what? It's the first release for HBO Max after no. Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm looking that's at it right now. That's wild. There's been no trailer. I don't know who the cast is. I I I don't know anything about this. I was just looking reboot. it up. No, no one's seen any pictures of anyone in costumes. Yeah, like, this is yeah. wild. That's that's crazy to me. That's just the that's the wild. times we're living in right now. They got some good martial artists uh, in the cast, though. At least from what I'm seeing here, they got some. They, it, looks yeah. like, it looks like they got some decent people. Oh, so. I did hear they had uh, Joe Tazelman as Sub Zero. Yeah, from the, right. from yeah, the raid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's yeah, crazy. I'm, so that's I'm exciting. Wait, looking forward to that then. But yeah, I mean, that's I, exciting. it's got some big releases. Yeah, so it's 17 films. Uh, all right. Let's, do you want to run through them? Who's, who's got the list? Who's got the list done? I have the list. All right. You want to go in chronological order? Let's do it. Sure. January 15th is Mortal Kombat, starring all right. Jessica McNamee, Tadanobu Asano, Hiroyuki Sanada as Scorpion. Huh. Interesting. Um, so I guess this is like a reboot, uh, total reboot of yeah, yeah, yeah. the franchise. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's that's definitely there hasn't been a, this is coming out next month. There there, there, haven't, there haven't been any pictures. There's no like trailer. That's, a that's scary. real suspicious. That's a little Coming out next month. I will wait till January 15th to see this if this actually happens. Because you're I right. Mean, like, that's what it says. This is, this is Cloverfield level like secrecy. If this is actually yeah, happening, right? yeah. You know I mean? And we all know how that turned out. So. <laughs> So, like, the Cloverfield thing, that was crazy, too. Because that was just a surprise drop um, in the Super Bowl in 2018, was it? Yeah, it was like a, it was just a commercial. It was like, it's out now, like, on Netflix. And you're just like, what? <laughs> they did that as a gotcha, and it fucking got me. Because I was like, I got, got I got got. I got got. I was like, oh, shit. New Cloverfield movie? Like, just fucking drop on netflix without like any warning it's like surprise drops like a beyonce album or some shit and (laughs) i was i was excited because that's like it's cool sci-fi monster shit right and it was awful they did that (laughs) now i know that they did that to dump the movie because it was really bad 
And like they rebranded it as a Cloverfield movie at the very end. It wasn't even a Cloverfield movie until like post production. Yeah, that's crazy. And they like why would probably did some reshoots in the end to kind of shoehorn in the Cloverfield thing, but it it was not meant to be a Cloverfield movie. And they just dumped that movie because they didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, really bad. Um, a bunch of movies I haven't heard about. So going back to the the twenty twenty one release. The Little Things, which is end of January, January 29th. It's a serial killer drama featuring oh, Denzel, uh, Rami Malek, Jared Leto. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, killer cast. Got a good cast. Good cast. Yeah. I mean, those people, you, those people you love to see. see. I think Denzel so. is still a pretty good box office draw. I think, I think, uh, were, were those two movies that came out? The, the Equalizer movies. I think those were like sleeper box office hits not like hit hits but like it drew in decent numbers um right so what else tom and jerry so nothing in february it looks like uh tom and jerry is march 5th so i guess a new adaptation of the old cartoon (laughs) Um, all right i guess cool i don't don't know sure i mean so the many saints in york is next right yeah it's the sopranos Sopranos prequel. prequel Uh, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, James Gandolfini's son playing his Tony late Sop- father. Like young Tony Soprano. That that's yeah, pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Hopefully, well, that's... hopefully he hits that out of the park. That, that... Yeah, great cast too. Ray Liotta, Vera Farmiga, John Bernthal. It looks yeah, it looks that's good. crazy. It it sounds good. I mean, I haven't seen anything about it, but I don't know. I hope, hopefully, that doesn't like. I don't know. Like tarnish the legacy of the show or something you know what i mean you don't I want know, like that final thing to come out and then you're just like oh they should have just left it you know i mean the, there's a new game of thrones thing coming out too i don't know if it's gonna yeah. be next year but i feel like that's dead in the water though unfortunately well one of those sequels though was like a bunch of them were already canceled or something right it wasn't supposed to be like three of them and then like they were gonna give one to like i don't know yeah like, and I then feel it like, became two and now it's just one i think it's just one now or something there's this weird phenomenon. I mean, it's not weird because I understand it, but like, I don't think I've ever seen discussion or like cultural cachet fade as fast as it has for Game of Thrones. Like, that only ended last year and nobody's Man. talking about that show anymore. No Man. one gives a shit just because it shat the bed so hard. Yeah. yeah it, re- it really killed just all the goodwill. Dude, it's I mean, insane. It was, everybody was watching the show. People were so excited yeah. to talk about it. Like Sunday night, eight, you, know, you come in on Monday morning, everyone was so hyped. And then now it's just, yeah, you're right. It's just completely nothing. It's 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 a black hole. Nobody ever and like, mentions it. It's interesting because like some of my biggest traffic on my site is was, I mean, not anymore. It was for my season eight recaps of the show or whatever. And then, like, this year, it's, like, nothing. No one clicks on that anymore. No one cares. Really, really tarnished legacy of that show. Like, I, yeah. I have no interest in, like, revisiting just because of, like, how bad it ended. And here's the thing with it, too. I mean, we're getting a little off topic. But, like, the issue with it is, like, disappointment is, like, a buildup, right? Like, everything built up to that finale. So, like, when you shit the bed on the finale... You can't really rewatch the show. It's not like I want to compare to like Supernatural or something where you have like they're kind of like one-off episodes and then 
it it has like a kind of like end where a new showrunner took over and then like you stop watching the new showrunner but like the the legacy of the show is still intact from like seasons one through six or something and and like you can still rewatch those it's not the same with game of thrones you can't really rewatch like one through five knowing where it ends it's just so disappointing i feel yeah i'll dissent from that a little bit i feel like i could go back and watch selected episodes or selected runs of episodes and still enjoy them mm. like um you know a couple of the really big battle episodes battle of the bastards that's, the true. Black, that's true battle of Blackwater, the battle of the wall all those are i feel like you could go back and watch and be like oh this is like as good a yeah. fantasy battle as has ever been filmed anywhere and i can just enjoy it in isolation for that like I feel like I could, I feel like that's still true, and I feel like I don't know the the show is still full of a lot of bangers. Like I feel like I could go through and watch some of that. Like I think it's God, is it season three or four? Like stuff between the Hound and Arya, all that stuff is so great. I feel like you could mm. go back and watch that and have that still be fun. I don't know. The show does a lot. Like I know that I know I know people are real upset with the ending. The show still does a lot, right? I won't go back and do a full rewatch, but I can see myself in the future going back and, and watching selected bits and not having mm. to be ruined. Yeah. But I'm also a big Game of Thrones fan. Like I, I, I read the books years before the show came out, and you know, uh, I'm a I'm a big big fan. So maybe it's mm. a little different. Like I'm still yeah. waiting for the books to possibly come out. So <laughs> possibly, <laughs> possibly. Wait. So all all of which is to say, tarnished legacies. So the many saints of Newark tie it all back together. Yeah. Uh, this, this this is like this is going to be like an El Camino, right? Yeah, like it's going to be like okay, not amazing, not like mad they did it. I feel like yeah. I don't know. That's that's yeah, that's my yeah. that's my guess. Like, I don't think they're going to shit the bed on it, but I also am not like. But even if it's bad, I mean, it's just like a prequel, and like you can kind of just like whatever, ignore, it. ignore yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sweep yeah. it under the rug or something, right? But like, I don't know. Right. I, it's I'm not like the finale bad. of your show. Yeah, 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 of course. No, you're always hoping it's good. I'm just saying, uh, my prediction is El Camino levels. Reminiscence on April 16th. Yeah. Big stars on this. Yeah, big stars on this. Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Tandy Newton. Oh, you're you're definitely seeing it then. Okay. Well, are you going to see it if if we say that it's, uh, what, produced by Jonathan Nolan, Lisa Joy, right? It's going to be Lisa Joy's first directorial debut. Yeah. It's got Rebecca Ferguson in it. I feel like he has to see it still. So. <laughs> I, I do like Rebecca Ferguson a lot. I don't know, though. I mean, Westworld has left a bitter taste in my mouth, so we'll we'll see. Um, and, and I feel like sci-fi concepts like this, um, I mean, so, like, the, the movie is about, like, this unique tech that allows people to revisit memories and stuff. I feel like movies that deal with stuff like that are always bomb. I feel like people don't really care about that. Just go back and watch that Black Mirror episode, and then you'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How did, like, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind do? I know that's, like, 60 years ago. But is that, did that do uh, well? I feel like it must have done okay. I don't know if it did well, but I know it's, like, over the years. I, at least I have felt that it's left a good yeah, mark. I mean, people are, you know, people people are very, movie, very fond of that movie. So. All right. A, qu- a quick Google says it did okay. 20, 20 million budget, 8 mil opening weekend. 34 in the U.S., 39 international markets, well, 74 million worldwide on a 20 million budget. Kaufman's most profitable and Michael Gondry, the director's, uh, Michelle Gondry, I guess, the director's uh, second most profitable movies. So yeah, I did yeah. well. 
All right. The, yeah. All which is to say the memories and the love story thing. It, it sounds like an Eternal Sunshine thing, which did okay. So, I don't know. Like, what movies are you saying do this concept and do it and, and just bomb? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. There's, like, that Ryan Reynolds one with, like, they all, like, just blur together. It's, like, concepts of, like, identity and self and, like, memory. This is, like, the Ryan Reynolds one, Selfless. There's also, I don't know. There's a bunch of them. Uh I can't even think of them right now because they're, they're so forgettable. But like, I don't know. I mean, Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson might be might be really good. Who knows? Maybe Hugh Jackman yeah. could just sing or something. Yeah, maybe maybe. It's a, <laughs> oh yeah, they they were both in uh, uh, the, the Greatest Showman, fellow circus people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. that sounds like a slur. <laughs> that sounds a little bit politically incorrect. All the circus people. <laughs> uh, this would sound like uh, mutants or something. We have Godzilla vs. Kong, May 21st, which uh, maybe this might be the last one in this oh, series. I don't this know. is a continuation <laughs> of this stupid universe. The stupid, um, yeah, I, thought, I thought it would be like divorced from like the last two oh, no. Godzilla movies. I guess not. Because they set this up all the way at the end of Kong Skull Island. Yeah. So like, yeah, you, you knew this was coming. And King of the Monsters movie. was real bad. Yeah, it was so bad. I I wanted to write something about it, but I couldn't even finish it. So like, I don't have any rights to say anything about it. Because like, <laughs> I've tried so many times to watch this movie, I just I just can't fucking do it. It's so boring. I mean, did you like the 2014? It was like, okay. Google. I didn't hate it. I I I I want to say I even kind of liked it. Um, but King of the Monsters was really bad. It was just so bad. I, I do like Skull Island, though. Yeah, um, I really like Skull Island, but I didn't like the 2014 Godzilla. I didn't like King of Monsters. So just oh, you didn't like, like the 2014 one? Not really. It was a little too slow burn for me. Mm. I mean, I do did really like Kong Skull Island, so I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll just watch it for the Kong part. <laughs> yeah. Um, weird choice of director for this Adam Wingard. Uh, but who knows? Maybe, maybe he can pull it off. Mostly regarded as a horror director. He's directed uh your next the guest the blair witch reboot he's a very good horror director so like we'll we'll see how he does with kaiju but that i would like to see in theaters if i was gonna go see it imagine watching godzilla versus kong on your like apple watch or some shit (laughs) (laughs) apple watch that's a new thing oh man i can't imagine watching a movie on my watch yeah the conjuring um i guess it's the conjuring three right these these always do well so uh, I think I think HBO Max has picked some good ones to. I mean, it's their entire slate, <laughs> the yeah. WB slate. But they've are some you a Conjuring guy? Because I'll be honest, I've never seen any. I've never seen any of these, to be honest. I uh, they're okay. I think um, in terms of horror, there's a lot better out there. But like as gateway horror, they're pretty good. Like if you're trying to get into horror, uh, this universe isn't too bad. The the first Conjuring is good. The second Conjuring is pretty good. The spinoffs are range from horrible to decent. So I don't know. This is the third one, and I I do like Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson a lot in their roles. So I don't know. We'll see. This is like the only. There's another horror. Vera Farmiga. Yeah, right? yeah. We're gonna hang already. All right, cool. Yeah. Very nice. Um, hey, he's my show up in Godzilla too. <laughs> oh yeah, because she's the mom. Yeah. Oh, oh, did she? Did she die in that? I don't even know. I don't even remember. I actually do think she dies. The spoilers, so she, I think she dies in that movie. In the Heights? That's a big one. 
Yeah, I was really looking forward to that this year. And then, you know, of course, because of the pandemic, it got pushed. So I feel like I'm you happy. don't have to see that in theaters, though, right? Like, I feel like you can see that at home. Uh, I mean, I mean if, big musical big numbers. Musical though. numbers, yeah. So it yeah, but if that's your if that's a theater thing. Well, for depends you. on how good your sound system is at home. Like, yeah. like, like I feel like I don't know. It's not. I think it's the spectacle of like the dance. And yeah. The stuff okay. And, All right. That's fair. I'm being um, fair. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think a lot of people are excited because it's like big, like Latinx representation. Um, it's another Lin Manuel thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are excited about it. It looks. It looks good. John M. Chu, Crazy Rich Asians director. Uh, helming this one, so a lot of people were disappointed that it got delayed. So, yeah, um, I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a crazy musical person, so. Um, but if a lot of people are talking about it, I'll watch it. What's next? Space Jam. New Space Jam, July 16th. LeBron James's Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. That's what it should be for called it. LeBron James's Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I was a big Space Jam fan when i was growing up i still am so i'm 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 definitely looking forward to this new is space jam good have you revisited it, it doesn't no i have not i have and it it isn't, uh, it isn't. <laughs> oh, I, have, I watched it like with, within the last year and i was like okay this is definitely for kids and i remember why i loved it so much as a kid but yes this is not but a I great movie. it doesn't okay, so you're like okay you can't you can't watch it as an adult and enjoy it really I mean, I still enjoy. It. I mean, it's still nice to like see Michael Jordan like act really badly, and <laughs> but still, it's like, a different kind of, like, kind of joy. It's a different kind yeah, of yeah. It's like it's cool seeing you know this superstar interacting with these like cartoon characters. Like, there's something cool about that, right? Like, it's it's a novel idea that I still think doesn't need to happen all the time. But it's nice after I don't know how many years, like 15, 20 years, they're bringing it back, right? I think it's mm-hmm. it works in that in that vein with the, with the superstar like LeBron James, right? Yeah. I mean, August 6th is the drop of Suicide Squad, which I think we're all super excited to take that in when that finally hits theaters yeah. and HBO Max. Dude, I'm so excited for this. I think people are going to be upset because it's like a comic book movie, but like, I don't, I don't give a shit. It's fucking James Gunn, the Suicide Squad movie I've always wanted to see, like the John Estrander run um from the 80s this is it i'm i'm really pumped for this so you think this is their shot at actually doing a doing a good doing a task so. force x this, this yeah. is it yeah yeah kill off like all the people that you have on this is i i think they're gonna do it i think it's gonna be great margot robbie john cena idris elba yeah it's got a great cast some really like weird c-list dc characters here so yeah very weird stuff Rat catcher too. Rat catcher, polka dot man. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm holding out hope that this is like the first truly great DC movie. DCEU movie. DCEU. <laughs> Where's the Batman on this schedule? Is that 2022? It's 2022. I think it that's must be. Wow. Because yeah. I think it got pushed because of all the delays that they had with um this you know with COVID the COVID outbreaks on wow. set. Wow. So, yeah, so we barely made, missed getting to watch it on HBO Max. Oh, wow. made, made a Mortal Kombat movie in five days, but can't push out a <laughs> Batman movie in 2021, huh? I see how it okay. is. Okay, <laughs> so that raises a good question: How many of these were pushed, and how many were originally 2020, 2021 releases? Wonder Woman was pushed. Dune was pushed. Uh, in the Heights was pushed. Yeah, all the rest. I'm not too sure about the original date, so. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like, <laughs> I, I want to say Mortal Kombat was pushed forward. 
Probably, uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, this might be another another Cloverfield sequel, but we'll see. Uh, October 1st, got a big one in Dune. Danny Villeneuve's Dune. Very, very excited about Dune. Very excited about Dune. Scared, scared. Really hoping it's good. Uh, but Here's also the thing. like They don't have to release their numbers for any of this. You don't, don't there's no there's no transparency on the box office, so like you can't say like Dune fucking flopped at the box office anymore. They're not gonna like Wait, I feel why, like they're not why? gonna be that forthcoming with the numbers. Why, uh, why do you <laughs> why do you think they don't have to? Like Because they don't. Right? I mean Netflix never has to. No, 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 the, but the in-box office ones, like like the in-person theater oh, ones, are still yeah, going to no, be but Those aren't like really going to matter, right? Because it doesn't. Like, yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't mean anything, right? Because at this point, you can say like, oh, it well, only yeah, had five oh, million well, in theater, but like, oh, how much did eight billion people watched it on our on our streaming service? Oh, you want to fact check us on that? No, you can't. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So you pull like, a Netflix box yeah, office right. numbers. Like that's the thing. Like, how do you do box office numbers now, right? Well, you yeah. do it, you do it by does the movie get a sequel? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, <laughs> do people seem happy or or you know, yeah. um, or someone um, start bitching about the movie immediately afterwards? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, if the cast and director all of a sudden start bitching, it's like, all right, they're not going to sequels. We didn't do so well. But yeah. you know, if everyone's like, oh, you know, it was a really great experience. I'm so forward looking forward to it. All right, fine, okay, it yeah. did okay, and they're going to do another. You know, yeah. Um, did they film? Speaking of sequel, did they film the second Dune already? Like, was it is it already done and just broken into two movies, or did they shoot one and they're going to shoot the other if this does fine? I don't know that. I yeah, know I've, that I have no idea. I've because they, they said I think it's going to be two movies. Going back to like the viewership and the numbers and stuff. So Anish Chaganti, who directed that new movie on Hulu, Run, uh-huh. um, he said something interesting. He said, "I'm going to pull it up right now." He said. The moment a single viewer stream of a movie has monetary value to like the filmmakers is the moment we finally get transparent reporting about streaming numbers. And he says that we're getting there very soon. And I think that's very interesting, right? As soon as you can like assign a monetary value to like your viewership, right? And and before now, like you haven't been able to. But like I feel like the industry is moving in a direction where you have to. Just for transparency's sake, and I'm but really. There's a difference between to having see. to do that for the studio's benefit versus our own benefit, right? I, I'm pretty sure they're going to think of some kind of you know algorithm or some kind of way to figure out like, okay, this X many people watched it, you know, by this date, so it's considered a success, right? Or this many people subscribed and stay subscribed with these in these months of these movies, quote unquote, mm-hmm. success. But it, it goes back to the question Amir is asking or we were thinking about, it's like, will they ever have to release that to us, the consumer, right? I think people are going to demand it. I don't know. I have no idea. Who are people, though? Right, I yeah. Mean, like, who, are, yeah. who are people, though? And, like, do, yeah. you know, whoever the people are, do they right. have the leverage to actually get that? You know, like... Also, Netflix's numbers are bullshit. They're, they're garbage numbers. Like, what counts as a single view is, like, you put something on for three minutes, and they count that as a view, right? Like... That does not. If you watch like if you watch like three minutes of the Queen's Gambit, you can't compare that to someone who's watched the entire series, right? Like that's that's crazy to me. So like I feel like it's very very inaccurate and like very spun. They spin that to like to be in their advantage. Right? I guess what I'm saying is that they really just don't need to consider us as a consumer. It's, it's kind of none of our business, right? Like who gives a fuck? But 
Like, we're just kind of nosy. It doesn't benefit them to tell us, so why the fuck would they? No, one movie they don't really mention on this slate, but I, I guess it, it's definitely a movie from the WB, is that Zack Snyder is going to be doing his Snyder cut, right? And that's not on this slate. I'm just going to say it right here. Fuck the Snyder cut. That thing is a piece of shit if I ever saw one. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought we are going to have to do an episode on it now. <laughs> Yes, you, it'll be a doubleheader. That like and a Joker. Seventy million dollars just to make fucking Steppenwolf a little shinier no, and like give like fucking Batman like two more minutes of screen time. It's it's whatever. Yeah, it's it's all to like stroke egos and like please the the fans and and that fandom is very toxic. I'm I'm sorry to say, like they're some of the worst people on the internet. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel for Zack Snyder. He's He's been through a ton of shit and personally, yeah, his personal life. Personal yeah. life. I mean, the death of his daughter, um, obviously devastating. But like, and he did lose creative control of the movie. But like, yeah, you got your shot. You blew it. the The movie didn't come out the way you wanted it to. I mean, did he blow it though, or was it just again he well, lost control before? Right? Because like, he feel lost like control. Say, he like, I mean, yeah, he left so the project, like, and then Joss Whedon took over, and then. Yeah, I, feel, I, really I don't know. I feel that. like it's unfair to say blue. I also feel like it's kind of cool that they're, like, doing that. I don't know. It's cool that they're just like, the fans want this so much, fuck it, we're doing it. Like, that's a really weird, insane thing to do, and I kind of like it. I don't yeah, do shit about it, I, personally, I, I but, like, it's a cool I, I thing that, like, I don't know, this giant corporation is like... Fuck it, let's 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 do something for the fans. All right, you know, all right, here, here, so, here's what it is. Like, like, here's the cool version of it. The cool version of it is Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Where people are <laughs> like, "This looks like shit. It doesn't look anything like the cartoon that we grew up with, or like the video game that we grew up with." Change it, and and they did, and they listened to it. They, they spent did. the money to yeah. change it, and I think all in all, people went to support the change that was made because that movie fucking killed it at the box office. It's like one of the highest grossing movies of 2020, believe it or not. That's just, Which is just crazy. It's crazy. There's uh, a preface it there that there's only like three months of box office. Yes, uh. yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but come on, but still. Uh, the, the whole Justice League Foundation is built on like rot, right? Those movies are garbage. It's like polishing a turd, right? The theatrical version is really, really bad. Like how much of that seven minutes extra footage that you're putting in is really going to... Right, everything's going to be completely different yeah, now. Yeah, oh, it's going to be amazing now? No, it's not. So it's funny. I definitely thought you were going to say the cool version of that was uh, Serenity. <laughs> oh. <laughs> tying the Joss, Joss Whedon thing. But, uh. Yeah. I mean, that was just like a fan campaign that ended with a movie getting greenlit, right? Which is just as cool, I think. I feel like it's cooler. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want but, the stupid Snyder cut idiots coming after me, but like... I definitely do not like the Snyder Cut thing. It's a huge waste of money, but whatever. We'll, we'll get into it when it comes out. Uh, it's I not like even on this list. I feel like that's also good. I feel like Steeders just blowing money for no good reason for like some weird fan crusade. Like I don't know. Otherwise, they'd be using that money to like blackball marginalized actors or some shit like that. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know. That money would be going to pay for like fucking. I don't know, the 2020 version of Harvey Weinstein's, like, rape or whatever. <laughs> so, like, it's better that they're using that money on fucking yeah. the Snyder Cut. I don't know. 
Well, rounding out the list, uh, we got November 19th. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to get back to this list. Like, we still got some movies to talk about. Oh, yeah, you, you skipped Elvis, my friend. You yeah, Elvis. Elvis. Baz, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. That's going to be crazy. I mean, Baz Luhrmann, Gatsby. Um, Whatever. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Amir's not into Don't give a fuck about Elvis. Like, fuck that. I think the only thing that's piquing my interest here is Baz Luhrmann. Everything else is just else is cultural appropriation. <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> no, I just I, I just don't give a fuck. King Richard um, is next, November nineteenth. So not actually about the British monarch. In fact, yeah. <laughs> about Serena and Venus Williams' father. That sounds interesting. Actually, it I, does. I, actually, I would go see that. Way more hype to see that than Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> that that actually seems that seems good. That seems like it could be interesting. Like. It's another Will Smith biopic where he's playing somebody who he looks nothing like. I do like tennis movies. There, there aren't enough of them. I, I do like the sport, and um, I do like Venus and Serena Williams a lot. So, like this, this is interesting. I'm, I'm color me intrigued on this. I'm, yeah, I'm, on board. I'm, I'm pumped for this. December twenty second, the big one, Matrix Four. Why are they calling it the Matrix 4? They must have like another name for it. The Matrix 4 sounds so lame. <laughs> I feel like this has a huge chance of being a fl- Being a what? A flop. A flop? Yeah. Not financially. Everybody's going to go see it. But it just has a huge chance of being bad. Like you're going to go watch it and be like, wow, that was not satisfying at all. You know? Also interesting, only half of the Wachowski sisters are in this. Are, are directing yeah, this. Only, only Lana is directing this. So who knows? Uh, I don't know what trolling. that means. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe she just decided to tackle this one by herself. Who knows? Um, uh, I'm going to turn out. I mean, I love Matrix, so. <laughs> Dude, uh, no, I'm going to see it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm just, I'm just uh, cautiously if, optimistic. Yeah, cautiously optimistic about it. I'm actually uh, cautiously optimistic about a lot of these movies, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, the Wachowskis. I think they're so yeah, good. Yeah, you're, you're a Wachowski stan. You're, you're a Speed Racer guy. You're a Sense8 guy, right? Yeah. I don't think they've ever made, like, a flat-out bad movie. Uh, I think Revolutions comes close, but they swing for the fences there, and it doesn't land, but, like, there's some big ideas there, and I admire it more than I actually like it, but... You know, and, and Reloaded slaps. I do like yeah, Reloaded. I love Reloaded. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love the CG in Reloaded, but I do love Reloaded. There's some, there's some cool bits the whole car chase thing and the fight, yeah. like oh, the yeah. fight in the Merovingian's mansion or whatever—that stuff is pretty good. Um, that stuff is pretty good. What else did they do? Cloud Atlas, Jupiter Ascending. I feel like I didn't see Jupiter. Jupiter Ascending is getting some like cult classic status here. Deserved, or is this some revisionist like, history going on? Yeah, is this, yeah, is this some revisionist <laughs> shit? Uh, I think a lot of people are like, "This movie is pretty wild," and coming out of the closet uh, supporting that movie. <laughs> Wait, you you are? No, I'm just saying. I've I've noticed oh, it too. I've like, noticed what? it too. Like I remember that thing was shat on when it first came out, and then all of a sudden the the story is starting to change. Where it's like uh, Jupiter Sending is like amazing, and and it's I'm, it's awesome. And like I'm, I'm not like, what? sold on people saying that. I'm not sold on it being amazing, but I am sold on Speed Racer being amazing. And oh, Speed Racer is, is amazing <laughs> ahead of its time. That that thing is. Oh yeah. That thing is very, very good, and I don't know. It's got like a forty something on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that is that what it is? I don't know. Speed Racer deserves more. Yeah, Matrix, Matrix Four. All right, Ju- Jupiter Ascending or Revolutions? I still take Revolutions. <laughs> you also take Revolutions? I 
I, I guess I, I'm apologist for the the whole Matrix series. Like, I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. I actually still really enjoy. Yeah, the whole, I think the Revol- whole series still Revolutions is a mess. I think like I I struggle to watch that one again. I think I think that's that's one of the Wachowski movies that I don't like, but I admire it. That's what I like. Uh, that's that's what my opinion is. I, I admire what it tries to do. Um, so I haven't seen Jupiter. I want you to make a call, man. And Jupiter. Or, uh, or Revolutions. I'll take Jupiter because Eddie Redmayne is hilariously bad in that movie. And <laughs> it's so hammy and over the top. It's That's worth fucking seeing. insane. All right. I, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's it for the stuff with dates, right? But there's a couple with, uh, with like, TBA, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first one, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, but, oh, this is that movie. Okay. Yeah, it's the Fred yeah, Hampton yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot of buzz around this. I think a lot of Oscars buzz on this, and I've been hearing a lot of really good things about it. I think Oscars buzz for both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. Well, like Lakeith Stanfield, sorry to, bo- sorry to bother you. Okay. And then the last one is, uh, oh, no, not the Ma- last one, sorry. Malignant. Malignant, which is directed by James Wan. Another horror movie, I guess. Is this Probably. part of the Conjuring universe? I don't know. Uh, there's not much information on it from what I see. James Wan. He's still directing Aquaman 2, right? Don't know. And then the last one is Those Who Wish Me Dead, which is the new, a new, I guess, a new movie directed by Taylor Sheridan, which... Mm-hmm. That's got me excited. I mean, I, I like, I loved Wind River. I love his writing on Hell and High Water. So, I mean, I yeah. think he's kind of one of those like uh, up and coming directors slash writers that I'm kind of keeping my eye on and, and always excited when they're attached, when he's attached to the project. Angelina Jolie project. So, yeah. Um, Another Angelina Jolie assassin movie. She does a lot of those. Oh, yeah. She does have a lot of those. It's a pretty good slate for next year. Like, I'm really excited for most of these movies. To at least watch it on at least HBO Max, right? I'm not not saying that I won't go out and watch, try to watch some of these on, in theaters. Also, uh huh. I'm excited for this this next year. Like, hopefully they don't like take it back somehow. Cause I, I don't think they can, right? Because at this point, if they take it back, that just people no are just gonna be way. angry. There's no way they're gonna take it back. Yeah, they're gonna lose their shit. So I'm I'm looking forward to at least 2021 getting to watch. If if I can't go to theaters, still getting to watch some of these movies because. Um, you know, this was a rough year, right? Not yeah. being able to go to theaters and then a lot of these movies, instead of being released on some kind of streaming service or on VOD, they're just getting delayed and delayed. It's nice to see that instead of delaying it, they are going to just release them and let people watch them. I think this is going to do well for subscribers. Oh, for sure. I completely agree. I think this is really going to help the subscriber base. HBO Max has... They've kind of struggled coming out of the gate, right? They didn't really have platform-defining original like Disney Plus did, right? With like The Mandalorian. But I do want to say that HBO Max has a great library. I think their content is miles above some other streaming services. It's really, really good. Just having access to like the HBO original series is like huge, right? Um, There's a lot there. Let's not forget that HBO has a huge backlog of great television shows from the past, like The Sopranos, like 
The Wire, you know, you can go back and watch all those movies, but they also have a lot of classical movies, right? Uh, with the Turner classic movies, all those kind of movies. And, um, they're always adding kind of older movies. And I've even myself have taken the opportunity to watch some movies I've never watched because I just never had the opportunity to find them. But also, uh, HBO Max is now, you know, taking in all those DC Universe online stuff, right? Uh, with, um i know jeff you watched and i did also uh star girl which was great yeah it was fun it's fun and then there was the other one with um what's the character name uh with the cyborg um that show oh doom patrol yeah doom, doom patrol is good and those aren't like dead because they're actually working on like more seasons of that um yeah and they're gonna have a new season of titans yeah i think swamp thing's pretty much dead they're not gonna do another thing of that but like yeah they're 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 really good i i like hbo max a lot um actually amir i wanted to go back to something that you brought up at the very top of the episode um, you asked the question, well, if this was to be announced six months ago, would it have been more revolutionary? I do want to remind you and like and the audience that, you know, let's think about six months ago when Universal announced their deal, right? Where they were going to, because of the success of the Trolls movie, they were going to maybe release some of their movies on VOD, but still have some of them in theaters. But then, you know, the major theater chains like Regal and AMC had their big hissy fit about, well, if you're going to do that, we're going to ban your movies. And then, you know, months later, they had the the big, big deal where, you know, VOD was going to be pushed up to, you know, three weeks after the movie's release in theater. So it was looked at as a win, you know, for both the theaters and I guess the studio, right? And that was the big news from a couple months ago or like two months ago. But now... Now it's being trumped by this even, I think, bigger news with the HBO Max and having all these movies released, you know, on that service. So I find it just absolutely hilarious that, you know, AMC and Regal are now trying to talk to the theaters, right? They're saying that, oh, we need to have this big conversation versus six months ago when they were just like, all they did, all they could do was, oh, we're going to ban these movies, but it doesn't seem like they could do that now. Yeah, well, I think slowly the theaters are realizing that they have no leverage in this oh, situation. Shit. Right. They have no leverage in this situation. And these titles, these movies that they have uh, on the slate, believe it or not, they have like a shelf life, right? Like you can't just sit on these forever. Um, like you can't just market these films and like pay the marketing dollars to like get people to be aware of them and then just shelve them for like two, three years. That's not going to happen. Um, so you might as well just use them to get subscribers for your new streaming service, which is the future of the business anyway. Um, and I mean, I would love to support theaters, but I just can't right now. So like, what are you going to do? We're not going to do nothing. We got to move forward in some way or other. And I think this is smart as much as I love the theater experience and I really want theaters to survive. Like I I can want both, right? Um, no, no, no. You got to pick one, Jeff. I can't. I got to pick one. I got to pick a side. Um. One thing we kind of mentioned, but we didn't really bring up was, you know, how is this going to affect the Academy Awards, right? Because I'm, I'm guessing that they announced like, oh, we are also going to release um, them 
simultaneously in theaters because you know they still have to qualify right. for the Oscars, right? Uh, you, you think about it. I think it has to be in theaters for about two weeks, and then they can qualify for you know uh, Academy Award season, or I'm sorry, award season. So yeah, I, I can see how maybe in the future if the Academy changes their rules, then well maybe we don't need to do a simultaneous yeah. release. I mean, the Academy rules can change at any time. Um, right, yeah, they're, they're sort of arbitrary. Was there anything else you guys wanted to bring up? No, I think that's it. It's been covered a lot of ground here, a lot of titles. Um, big changes in the industry. Yeah, this is some really exciting times, and I'm just looking forward to this 2021 slate from the WB. And maybe, you know, we'll get to go back into theaters, but at least, at least we're going to be able to watch these movies at home and we're going to get new movies, which is really exciting. So if no one else has anything else, I think that will end this episode. Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com and also on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. Uh, What about you guys? You can find me on Letterboxd. Where can people find you, Derek? You can find me at the wrong Dig, Dig spelled D-A-Y-I-K, and that's for Instagram and Twitter. If you liked this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to many more people. If you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, please shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharvers.com. We like to get listener mail and fan mail and sometimes we read it out on the pod so feel free to shoot us a line with that i think that's the end of this episode and we will see you guys next week where we talk about what we've been watching see you guys next week all right see you next week everybody